0: Yo, what the up though, it's your man Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyal Hat Titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. only debate my equals everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, cause all the hoes say J.U. You ice. Young Caesar, cause you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you did it, I done it before. I had it, got mad at it, don't want it no more. A.K.A. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark cause they couldn't find another animal just like me. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up though? It's the return of Dame Gone Wild. What's good? It's your man, Dame Wild, the West Side Landlord, the pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast. You know who the fuck they came to see. Welcome. Welcome, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode number 71. We got any good seventy ones that you can think of? Uh, I did not prepare for this portion of the show at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, if you have one, <laughs> nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm off. I don't, I don't have a number, number seventy one this week. Uh, before we get into the show, man, I just wanted to tell you thank you, man. You know, last week. Um, not even last week, because it's still going on. You know, just going through some ups and downs with uh my family. You know, I appreciate everybody that reached out with concerns in regards to my father and my family. I, repre- I appreciate all the prayers, you know, the kind words. Shit, just somebody thinking about a nigga. Um, my world got kind of turned upside down, man. I talk about it on the podcast sometimes. I lost my mother like four years ago. So it's just me, my sister, and my old man. And he had to have emergency surgery. Um mm-hmm. uh, It'll be two weeks this upcoming Saturday. He had emergency surgery. And I can't even front, man. For a minute, it looked like I was going to lose him. He was going to be up out of here. But, uh, you know, through prayer, the grace of God, you right, know, right. and the wonderful doctors over at Sinai Grace they was able to save my father's life. You know, he's still in the hospital. Don't really have a real timetable when they will be home yet, but he alive, man. And I'm so thankful for that. Also wanna send shouts and prayers to the homie Cell because it's crazy that my father was in ICU right across the hall from uh cells people. Oh, so right. yeah, yeah. So me and Cell got a chance to uh you know see each other in the hospital. So prayers are still up for you, homie. Absolutely. Uh, I'm hoping me. everything is better. You know, me and him have been texting back and forth and kind of reaching out and checking on each other while we both are going through you know kind of ups and downs with mm-hmm. things so mm-hmm. you know I just wanted to uh you know still extend extend myself any way that I can uh to you fam so you know we're here for you shop talk is here for you and um yeah again everybody I appreciate you reaching out I just ask that you still just continue to pray and you know if you think about the Husky home records send me an email text something let me know I'm on your mind um, for sure, absolutely, man um, Holding you up in prayer And uh, everything's going to work itself out It is, it is God is good God is good all the time And God is good well, All right <laughs> Now all right. it's time to get into the debauchery <laughs> You want to uh, So I want to start with you about how your week was Because <laughs> I saw some shit on Snapchat And I didn't get the full story I didn't get any of the story And I, I wanted to wait I've been waiting all night Okay I was on Snapchat And you had a picture at a Jets pizza of a young man getting a gun pointed at him. Saying yes. somebody's about to get killed inside of Jets. And I need the backstory. What okay. happened? So, uh,. You know, my schedule has just been kind of off whack, you know, dealing with everything with my old man. You know, I hadn't had my kids in a while. So when I got my babies, I was like, you know what, I don't even feel like cooking. I just want to enjoy them. We watch some movies, play some video games. I'm going to go to Jets, grab us some pizza. Yeah. So I ordered from the Jets over off uh, 8 Mile in Wyoming. That's the one I go to. Yeah. So when I pull up to the Jets, when I get out my truck, I see something that, that kind of like caught me off guard. Like, because I parked... Like further back from the entrance, but yeah. I can see like the counter, and I can see a young girl, maybe no more than like five or six, and the people from Jets are pulling her over the counter. So I'm just like, the "Fuck is going yeah, on?" Yeah, the fuck is going. It just looks strange. So when I walk up to the window, I see the security guard who did have all white bus on. By the <laughs> yeah. way, he got a nigga <laughs> at the door by gunpoint. Gotta had all white sticks. Yeah. He, but he got a nigga at the door by gunpoint. So now I'm like, what the fuck? Because yeah. I do want my pizza, absolutely. But like in the picture, didn't one he, man? He had like one hand up. I don't know if he he, he didn't have any hands up. <laughs> he didn't have any hands up. Now the jet security nigga had this motherfucker at gunpoint. Was telling him to get out the store. The nigga that he was talking to, the the perpetrator, was clearly inebriated, and my man was trying to reason with him why he wasn't going out the store. Man, you know they say that a picture is worth a thousand words. I can tell by that picture that he did not want to shoot that man. No, nah. like, it looked like get the fuck. The face or <laughs> expression like nigga, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and it was more just like so him yelling at him to get out the store than like aggression to make the nigga leave. So but one I'm, false move. Yeah, one false move. He could have got shot. So when I saw him, when I saw what was going on, and that I couldn't get in the door, I just went back to my truck because I said we on eight mile. It's gonna be about thirty seconds. Before the police pull up, about twenty fucking minutes later. I'm about to say because that's the, the that's the that's not the the white part of eight miles. Nah, no. Nah. But about twenty minutes later, two state boys whipped up. Okay. So my man had him at gunpoint literally for about fifteen to twenty minutes before the police got there. Once the state boys pulled up, they ushered my man outside. They didn't even they didn't arrest him while I was there, but they ushered my man outside. So I got some more of the backstory when I finally came in there. So the dude that was being held at gunpoint had gotten out of his car and started to take a piss right in front of the Jets entrance. Mm. And there was a woman and her daughter in there. Mm. Security guard came and told the nigga, like, look, man, yeah. you can't be pissing, like, at the entrance, bro. Like, it's a take, kid out here, fam. Yeah, basi- basically. I mean, besides the fact that you're pissing on the entrance, there is a kid out here. In dog. front of a business, right. and it's not, like, late as fuck. It's, like, 6, six o'clock, 6.30 in the evening on a Sunday. So, I mean, it's not dumbass late outside. So, when he told my man he had to move it... He decided that he wasn't going nowhere and he wanted to come in the Jets and get a couple slices. <laughs> and that's when the security guard <laughs> pulled out on him. And the reason why they were pulling the, the young lady over the counter is because she was, you know, yeah, visibly he... frightened. That it's a grown man with his dick out in front of the Jets taking a piss. And he's possibly going to get shot in the face. And he's inebriated. But the security guard, he'd... so I've been in situations when people have had guns pulled on them. And, either, and at that point, you either turn into a killer or you're not. Just plain and simple. Like, if you pull your gun out on somebody, you are making a choice right now that either I'm going to become a killer or this is going to be a a stay-a-nigga-at-bay situation. And I don't think the security guard was looking to, you know, turn his shift into a murder. Yeah, well, you know, when you in that security or at work— when you pull that gun, like, if you just a nigga on the street, I pull my gun out, I'm probably going to shoot somebody. Not because that's what you should do, but that's you shouldn't pull it out until then. Yeah. But when you're in that security guard role, sometimes you actually got to pull your gun out to get the handle of a situation. Um, I was talking to some police officers, um, having my family and shit, and they, like, they've pulled their gun out probably countless times but have never fired their, their gun one time. You know what I'm saying? So on the streets, you pull that motherfucker out.
1: You gotta kill somebody.
0: Yeah, but at work, and you a cop? Don't don't just start shooting niggas. I didn't even know the nigga, the jet security guard should be carrying the Glock. I, hey, when you at that location? But I mean, mile. when you eight mile in Wyoming, anything Cause that's happen. like the Detroit Ferndale slash hood area. Like half and half it's half and half over there. You know, I got I got pulled over once over in that same area, and it was by a cop from Royal Oak, and I had to go to court for Royal Oak. But yeah. I was like when he flicked me, I was like, nigga, this is the Detroit side. He was like, No, we got jurisdiction over here too. Man, I'd have fought that shit. I did fight that ticket. A eight hundred dollar ticket. You pay eight hundred dollars? I did pay that Well maybe ticket. that's why you'd be having so I, much. I, I did pay that <laughs> ticket. Um, what else happened this week, man? Uh, shit, man, that's pretty fucking eventful right there. I'm yeah. trying to think that anything else while in my week happened, but it didn't. I got court coming up next week. Hopefully, my last court date of 2017. Oh yeah, you said, uh, on your birthday or something? On a day? No, it's, on it's Halloween. Month, it's Monday. I had the dates fucked up. It's oh. Monday, so hopefully, I won't be in jail for Halloween on my birthday. Yeah, if you get up. if you get a strain a call from a strange number, pick up. It's your boy. And I just made. <laughs> I may need you. That's all. All right, man. Uh, this week, man, I um, I had my I did my first wedding. You know what I'm saying? I saw. I felt a certain type of way because your cousin didn't let me DJ. No, I, they had a they had, they had a DJ and a host, and they, they did a, a really really good job. Comedian nigga, he was it was he was pretty funny actually. I'm I'm pretty funny. No, he he had you beat hands down. No way you could beat him. Uh, but look, I did my first wedding. It went off without a hitch. Uh, I did the damn thing. So are you Pastor Jay Johnson now, I'm Reverend a min- Jay? I'm a minister. Minister Johnson. I'm, I'm officially a minister, so you guys will address me as such. I need to figure a way that I can put that in my intro because that's a real. Minister Jay Johnson, Minister Johnson, you know what I'm saying? I can do weddings, funerals, and baptisms. Uh, really? Absolutely. I'm going to chill out on the baptisms and the funerals, though, because de- could- definitely the baptisms. I'm not trying to get struck with lightning, you know what I'm saying? How did you how did you make this thing happen because I would like to baptize. I'm not telling you that. No. <laughs> I would like to become a minister and for a nominal fee I will come to your house and baptize your child in Fago. Man, that's funny. Um but I am a minister now. Um I did the, you know, the the wedding was must my little cousin's wedding, bless her heart. And um shout out to them the newlyweds, the Browns, okay? I feel funny seeing her name on Facebook as Lauren Brown, like because like I look at this name, like, who is this? Like, I'm yeah. like, who's this tagging me or something? I'm like, oh, shit, this is your new last name. Yeah, girl. yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Love is dope, man. It is. You know, it is. He's a cool guy, too, man. Um, I want to get married. Again. I mean, I definitely am going to get married at some point in my life. It may not be the traditional way, it could be the traditional Whatever the woman wants is what's going to happen. I, I want to get married again. I do it the traditional way. Like, I just want to do it again, man. I'm in love with the idea of being in love. I don't want to be, you know, a single man out here in these streets. Nobody does. Yeah. Being a single person is like literally a mirage in the desert. From a distance, it looks amazing. It looks like the most beautiful oasis that you've ever seen until you're stuck in that motherfucker. It could be a oasis. Yeah. (laughs) I've had some ho years being a single man. Uh, But I'm ready to give all that shit up. Yeah, man. But uh, it was dope wedding. You know, I, I got the little wireless mic. I was up there. It was an um, a unplugged wedding. So I had to tell everybody, like, we're not taking no pictures and stuff. Don't post to social media. Allow them to share their moment first, you know what I'm saying, before. So um, it was dope. You know, had a little – had a script. Like, I was talking the whole time. For real? Yeah. So I had a little script, you know. Um, I do Toastmasters as well at work, whatever. So, like, in speaking you... in front of a lot, I don't care. Okay. And, you know, it teaches you to de- enunciate and get your words together. However, when I come on this podcast each week, I don't think about Toastmasters. Have nope. you have you noticed that I say actually a lot? You do. And There's I another. Know, f- I don't actually say the word actually. I say actually. There's another phrase that we use a lot of because somebody pointed that out to me, and they said they they played a drinking game with our phrases oh, and shit. we're fucked up by the end of it. Like, well, keep doing that. I'm glad y'all <laughs> listening, but that sounds that's, that's pretty. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. We yeah. got to we got to incorporate liquor back into the podcast. Yeah, was, man, you got to bring that fridge that you yeah, supposed I'm, to bring. I'm up, gonna man. bring I got my old so my truck is also in the shop too cuz I fucked up two axles on Damn, on, on my explorer in the past week. So, I'm using my old man truck. He got a, he got like a pickup. Yeah. So we can I can probably swing that shit up here tomorrow. All right, that's what I'll be, I'll be up here tomorrow. Uh shout out to our homegirl. Yeah. Uh, Blowing up in the week. Motor, M- City, Motor City Opera. Oprah. Shout out the East Side Big Bad Shy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy that in like a week's time that shit went viral. How it did? Like I was literally watching her her Instagram, and like one day she had like five thousand followers, and I was like eighteen thousand. Yeah, it could be up to twenty by now. I should be like twenty five by next week. Like Jesus Christ! Um, so there was a she did some photo a photo shoot for for the podcast that she's about to be be doing here where at Shop Talk Podcast Studios. Absolutely views from the thick. And um I never saw this before. This this resemblance with Oprah. I've never known like that was the last person I, I would think of. And I caught on like a day or two later cuz you know Instagram don't show my timeline like no. the correct way. And I didn't I didn't catch on. And then when I caught on I'm like, "Oh shit, this kind of funny." It was just a meme. Right? And, and then more people. That meme blew the fuck up. Anthony Anderson posted. It, and then Deion Cole, Cole posted. Snoop Dogg and then, posted it. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit. She was on fucking Dish Nation. Yeah. They had her picture up. So shout out to her, man. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I love to see people around our circle win. Um, I just hope that, you know, I know Cheyenne, pers- like we both know Cheyenne personally. She's a smart, smart woman. You know, beautiful, intelligent, and I know she' going to turn this shit into the motherfucking bag. Don't drop the ball, Cheyenne. Get that motherfucking money. Yeah, shout out to uh, Motor City Oprah. Yeah. And where's she recording that again? Oh, Shop Talk Podcast. Hell fuck here. yeah. Um, all right, man, let's go through a couple, some of these hot topics this week, man. Uh, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy but week. But every week is kind of crazy now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yo, we, we also we're going to get into some big topics because I want some, I got some questions I want to ask and we can argue over the answers. But before we get in that, I want to talk to uh, let's talk to the people about Kendo. Yo, my man Kendu is out here asking for 60 large a month, 60 racks a month. Now, let's let's just put a little, a little bit of things in perspective. Right. He was her lover and her secretary. Now Let's just put this in perspective. I'm not talking about the right or wrong or the man or female or none of that shit, right? I'm just wanna go with facts. And I'm a factual person. Okay. No emotions. Let's just go with facts. Living in the in Los Angeles, when you marry and you go through a divorce, it's a fifty fifty split. That's just how it is. It is. However, he asked for one hundred and twenty three thousand dollars or something. Remember a few, few months yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, we had it on the podcast. Yeah, he asked for one hundred and twenty three thousand. They gave him thirty. 30 a month I didn't necessarily Think that was fair Just based on the law we we not going to say Who is just who. talking about a Person A and person B Right And they split I didn't necessarily Think that was fair Because Historically It's going the exact Opposite way So This person is in The music business As a music executive And he has a very Popular ex-client Ex-wife Yes Who is Allegedly, salting his name around the industry. She's not allegedly. She's still making songs about Kendu. Even forget the songs because the songs is one thing. But you are uh, you are in the industry and you talk with heavy hitters and you are soiling business relationships and preventing me from getting a job. Whether me and you, uh, our relationship worked out, you can't salt my name behind the scenes. And if you're preventing me from getting a job, I'm going to need you to run a little bit more of that checkup. I'm saying I'm taking a slightly different approach with this. OK, because I feel like at this point, Kendall, you're being a shit bag. Bro. He is. He definitely you're being is. a shit bag. Like, look, my man, like, let's we're, we're a Muck's family right now, aren't we? So Absolutely. let's let's just have an honest conversation. If you cannot make your life work with 30 grand a month, 30 grand a fucking month, you're doing something wrong. Now, I don't know what type of money you are bringing in with Mary. I'm sure you got a little bit of cash stashed away. At least I hope you do. But dragging this woman, Mary is a fucking legend, number one. She is. She is a legend. I would dare to call Mary an icon. You are dragging her good name through the mud, dragging this woman back and forth through court, trying to double up on this money. Kendu, look, bro. Take that thirty grand and go sit the fuck down somewhere. Like I mean it's three hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. That for nothing. To go away. For how how many years you gonna get three sixty? Uh alimony isn't like a lifetime thing. I got a, a good friend of mine, you know the nigga too, that's paying alimony right now. He on the hook for like five years. Man. So, I mean, it's not a forever thing, but 360000 on top of whatever else the fuck it is that you're doing, I'm now, sure you could make it, bro. Now, on the personal level, the nigga wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, on the personal level, the nigga wrong. Wrong because, as fuck. Because from what I heard from Mary, like, nigga, she was like anybody except this girl. Like, nigga, you've been doing your shit for a long time. And he, he made her feel like shit. It made her feel like she was less than a woman, less than a person. And she the breadwinner. She the, the star. Somehow of he, he finagled that, he finagled the game and made her feel, you know what I'm saying, less than or whatever. So on a personal level, you're a piece of shit. And let's just, let's call it spade a spade. Yeah, you're yeah, I'm, of I'm perfectly fine with it. You that. know what I'm saying? But on the irony side of the game, it's funny how women will concede this, this situation for what it truly is when it's a woman versus man, but like. So y'all know this this 50 shit, and just because you was a breadwinner, you shouldn't get all the money. Give, give all your money. You know that's some bullshit, right? But when it, it comes to you and your circumstance, yeah, if this was say an NBA player, <laughs> yeah. and it was his baby oh, mama, he, he deserved it. She he she was just, right, let's just, just she need a hundred thousand dollars a year for her and two kids. Yeah. No, a hundred thousand a month rather. So you know what I'm saying? I'm just being facetious before and currently, just because I just want us to get rid of this this fucking. 50-50 rule because that shit is some bullshit and y'all know it's some bullshit no successful relationship is 50-50 this is let me just give a, a little piece of advice that i got in my own marriage counseling a relation for in order for a relationship to work it can't be 50-50 it's going to fucking fail it has to be two people giving a hundred percent at all times and that's the only way it's going to make it and i believe and this is just me and this is not fact this is just my opinion. I believe for a relationship to work, the man gotta like the 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 woman more than she loved him. Speak on that, because this I I heard this from me. And, go ahead, just speak on that. Right? I ain't even gonna I, go. Into I, that I conversation. mean, I really I really believe that because I mean, if I don't, the man is really is the breaker or maker of the relationship because what he does kind of dictates what happens in the relationship because you got to keep the woman happy, but if that. Woman gonna do anything for you, like you to catch, so to speak, it just don't work out well, man. It just it just don't work out well. I've been in situations where it was like I don't got to pull in certain a certain level of effort because wait a minute, nigga. I am clearly the catch over here. Uh and then you start feeling it. it's not right. You know what I'm saying? But in situations, man. I just think the is b- a woman always to catch in every relationship. Not though? at all. Okay, not at all. Okay, because I I just want to be but clear about that. That you know, what I'm saying it's a certain level of effort that a man needs to do for a woman to to, to provide and protect her and everything like that. And you got to put, you have to love that woman and. I mean, we ain't speaking of absolutes. Nothing is absolute. You know what right. I'm saying? But I think that man needs to have a whole lot of love. It can't be the woman who wants the relationship to work and not the man. It should be the man forcing, not forcing, but putting all the effort in. And I mean, being a man and leading and guiding, yeah. you know, how the re- the flow of the relationship. Yeah. Like And I, in, in marrying him situation, it don't seem like. He loved her more. It <laughs> seems maybe <laughs> exact opposite. Maybe at one point. Maybe at one point. But I am a firm believer that if you push a woman hard enough, you're gonna drive her crazy. Hell Kendra, yeah. you keep fucking around, you're gonna be on an episode of snapped. <laughs> let it go, my nigga. Take your take the thirty and just let it the fuck go. Yeah, dog. I wish I could find a woman that I could marry and then divorce me, and I can get thirty k a month. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to sit quietly at home with my 30K a month. I'm going to have the best score on NBA 2K and Madden. <laughs> I'm going like, to hey, be the nicest nigga on the to, PlayStation Network. Talking to a little like the paperwork on? That shit went through? In real life? 30,000? Did, did the check cl- Did the first <laughs> check clear. That's what I need. Fuck the paperwork uh, being right. signed. Did that first check clear? Yeah, man. So, uh, shout out to Kendu. Nah, man. Oh. No shout out to Kendu. Kendu, stop being a dirtbag. <laughs> Leave Mary the fuck alone. We got to protect Mary. How much money Mary got, though? She probably sitting Think about that. Because like, he wouldn't ask for 125000 a month if she couldn't afford to spend 125000 a month. He, You know, he know the inner working of her finances. Yeah. But Mary, but one but thing think that, that. though, Think about that. Mary is a savvy black woman. She is not going like, to let this nigga get that money. That's like four times or five times the uh, average income in the, in the household in the city of Detroit every year. I mean, every month. Yeah. Jesus Christ, can do say the hood. You from Detroit, nigga? Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he from here. Yeah, One of leave. his cousins or some probably listening. Tell a nigga to uh, leave Mary alone, man. Come up, come up to shop talk podcast. Let's talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. We can have a long conversation. Yeah, we can talk about it. We can prank call Mary while you are up here too, right? <laughs> um, hey man, you hear about this uh, restaurant in California? Man that was serving the Popeyes chicken strips. <laughs> yeah. Sweet Dixie's Kitchen. Yeah, she she said that. So the news went out to interview her. She said she don't even have a fryer in there. She brings fried chicken. Hold on, man. Chicken and waffles at her restaurant is thirteen motherfucking dollars. She go for to, Popeye's fucking chicken. She go get the five dollar the five out boxes and go to man, That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. It's not even a fucking five dollar box. She is serving chicken strips, my nigga. Jesus, Christ. chicken the, the strips. Along with a waffle, it said they bitches chicken and waffles for thirteen dollars. If that ain't gentrification, I don't know what the fuck is. Mm. Louisiana hot sauce, man. <laughs> oh man, um, that shit is just fucked up. You cannot, you can't hustle under the guise of soul food and then selling somebody else's shit. Like it just doesn't work like that. I mean, you might as well. I don't know. She's me. subcontracting soul food. I'm saying plain and simple, she's subcontracting her soul food. Is that, I mean, I guess it's legal, right? There's nothing illegal about me going to reselling. Yeah. Essentially, I'm going to Popeye's and now I'm selling you a dinner. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Go to Popeye's, then. Yeah. That's I mean, don't think it's illegal, but like it feels immoral. It def- feels unethical. Definitely. Um, You know, Facebook is now allowing you to order food from Facebook and it be delivered. I'm straight. You ever use Grubhub? You know what Grubhub is? I know what Grubhub is, but I'm good. They use a I get a bunch of I guess Facebook has connected with a bunch of those services, and they go through them, and they, you know you go on Facebook, which is the new Skynet. And um, I caught that. I mean, them niggas do everything, dog. Yeah, they do. Facebook is doing two fucking months, and they keep everything in house. Like you, you have no control over anything on Facebook. Everything is through them. I don't I don't wanna order food for, through Facebook, no thank you. I'll get up and go get it myself. I don't like the so another quirk about me, because I You don't I, like delivery. No, nah, I don't really fuck I don't really want to fuck with you coming to my house to bring me food, bro. Why not? First of all, it's gonna take you like Gru Grip up, up fast as shit. Okay, well where I stay like Happy's Pizza is literally right around the corner from my house. If I call in the carry out order, it's fifteen minutes tops. If I had them niggas delivered to me, it's like forty five minutes. Okay, Plus, that's, it's an extra fee. That's not, but that's not Grubhub. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't fucking want to use Grubhub. I don't like delivery people. I don't like people delivering my food because I don't know what the fuck you doing to my food in the car. Yeah. I know it sounds stupid, but it whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know you. <laughs> what are they doing to your food back there? And yeah. I don't want strange motherfuckers pulling up to my house like that, yo. Don't pull up to my house. <laughs> Meet me at the corner, my nigga, you're gonna get shot. Yeah. Don't pull up to my house. Did you see that shit where Amazon were with the Amazon key? Duh, no, get the fuck out of here. Oh, but you'll use Grubhub, my nigga. I mean this. So 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 the, the, you wanna compare these two? So <laughs> yeah. let me let me explain. So Amazon had a thing called key. It's a little lock um that you put on your door and you know, you can let you can remotely go into the crib. Like that's been out. However, because you got Amazon Prime, if you're expecting a delivery, they got a little camera system coming up. So if you're not home, the Amaz- delivery guy opens your door, comes in your house, and put the package in, and then he leaves. Nigga, if you don't get all the, <laughs> the <laughs> way the fuck up out of here. You the there. technology snob, you going to put that shit on your door? Hell let, fuck the Am- no. let the Amazon nigga come inside the house? Hell fuck Leave no. something in the foyer? No. Not at fucking all, fam. No. But you can see him, though. You got a camera. You can pull up that nifty little iwatch. Okay, so what if you and You run, can watch that nigga. What if you run and like uh and uh and take the damn thing off? I'm not letting another nigga inside my house when I'm not there. Period. You can't, matter of fact, I don't even invite people to the, my house while, while I'm there. So, no, it's not happening. I mean, I'm not campaigning for it. I don't want that shit. That shit and is wild, I'm out, dog. And I'm not one of them people. Like, if I order some shit, I'm not paying. I'm cheap. I'm not paying for expedited shipping. I get it in five to seven days. Oh, hell no. Uh, Amazon Prime delivered that shit for f- two-day shipping for free. Uh, it's nine ninety nine a month. Plus, you get all the video content. below. Anyway, listen, I order too much shit, and my shit going to be there in two days. I'm straight. I'll wait. Fuck that shit. I I take the cheaper shipping. I'll wait, and if I'm not there, if it was waiting, you wouldn't have them headphones that's on on your head right now. This motherfucker. We could have went to Best Buy and got all these. We could have went to Five Below and got these headphones. Shit. <laughs> um, but no hell no. Uh, I'm not fucking with it. This is too much. You know what I'm saying? I got some smart shit in my house. I talk to my watch, turn my lights on and off, and all that bullshit. But I'm not doing that on my front door. My doors. You know what I'm saying? One, I need more than one lock. You know, that one lock shit, that a foot is gonna knock that motherfucker over. Oh, yeah, they gonna kick that bitch in. Yeah, real. and uh, I'm just not comfortable with that, dog. I think this is more something that you're gonna see in the suburbs, not in the slums of the West Side. Yeah. Hey, Where well, the nigga no. had his. Because if motherfuckers pull up on walking past your house and see you got that little nifty uh, key. I Guess mean, what's look, gonna happen? It looked a nigga's gonna kick your fucking door in. I mean it I mean it looks like on the outside it looks like a normal, you know what I'm saying, a normal key joint. I got a couple homies with them. But, but it's like, got the it's got the pen pass so you can put in a number and let yourself in. Can you imagine the post nigga coming inside your house? No, dog. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of my house. It's a, like it's shit like this is always a good idea until somebody get killed. It's a good idea in an ideal world. You know what I'm saying? But People are evil. What was the world like? Remember Demolition Man, where they lived in like the city with that hadn't had any violence in like 100 years? And Taco Bell was a high class <laughs> restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, but uh, no Amazon key. Niggas not coming to my house. Take my shit to the post office. I'll come up there and get it later. Um, yo, my nigga Gucci Man got married Man. on 1017. Man, shout out to Gucci Man and um, Keisha K.O.R. I like her. I do. She's, she's like a beautiful a, woman. I mean, she she is definitely. She cold. has a unique like type of style and look to her, but she's a beautiful woman. Um, but she is a she a pretty smart and pretty edgy. She's pretty smart. She's down to earth, and I can tell she's very intelligent. I watched her interview on the Breakfast Club this morning, and I just like the way she moved And um, they a good fit, man. Look, Gucci has the ultimate. What do what do the, the ladies call it? Glow up. Gucci's had the ultimate glow up. He came out of prison, lost that motherfucking weight, got off that lean, kept making and probably the best music of his career is what he's starting. Well, did you, want, did you just hear this last album? Yeah, this it's nigga fucking on, good. This nigga on there rapping though. It's, well, Gucci can rap. Like, let's not. Well, no, he Gucci cannot all could not always rap. He he wasn't always this fluid. So when I say when I be refer, referring to people who who rap like the skill of, and art of rapping. Yeah, that too, but like he doing different flow patterns, he doing, tuning it, like he doing different melodies. Like this before, it was just like basic, I'm around this street nigga shit. It was still catchy, but he is really spitting. I'm like, God damn, Gucci. I love Gucci man. And, and what shout I, out to all the niggas out there that was bitter as fuck when they was on that wedding. Niggas was out there hating, dog. I just gotta call the spade a spade, man. I understand that was the first day of the NBA and all other bullshit, but then don't watch y- it. Why y'all mad at this nigga getting his getting his glow up on On national television? If fam? you don't like it, don't watch it. That's all I'm saying. Like Gucci is he's doing it. But the the true secret to his success, I always say that a good woman will take a man from good to great. Absolutely. She has taken Gucci to great. And what he did that is very smart that a lot of us niggas don't do not do he allowed that woman to love him and in yes. allowing her to love him she has brought the best out of him she said that specifically she likes i had to tell her i had to tell him like allow me to love you you don't gotta walk around angry blah, blah blah i don't understand how you can be mad at that wedding if it's on television basketball come on every day and it's the first day in the nba though the games were pretty good and i still watch them I'm like nigga come on man yeah Hold i'm up. i don't i don't have no why everybody why everybody jocking on? it's like first of all every wedding is glamorized by women, yeah. period. And then celebrities are glamorized by people in general. So why are you surprised that people are, gl- are glorifying and glamorizing a celebrity wedding? You know, I, I thought the wedding was beautiful. I'm, can I share a small secret about Dame? I fucking cry at weddings, my nigga. I didn't cry watching Gucci on I, TV. I, I thought that's what I thought that's where you was going not No, I didn't cry watching Gucci on TV. But if you invite me to your wedding, I'm going to cry. I think I have cried at a wedding before, possibly. Every wedding I've been to. And you gonna I, I, I don't. I don't care. Judge your mama. You know what? I don't. Don't, know. don't judge Dame. I cry at weddings. Uh-huh. Them shits is beautiful to me, my nigga. Definitely. Black love is beautiful. It is. It's
1: I mean, beautiful.
0: It is. Uh, speaking of black love, shout out to uh, our episode last week. I've been getting a lot of call, phone calls and, and text messages. You know what? And I'm, and I'm mad that well, – I'm not mad because I had life, real life shit going on. But uh, the boxing gym is like in walking distance of my yeah, crib. absolutely. And I was going to take my son up there because my, my youngest son got a problem keeping his hands to himself and he liked to fight. So I figured I'd take him up there. He can learn the sweet science. And he probably need to get his ass beat by about somebody close <laughs> to his age range to let him know that he ain't as tough as he think he is. So uh, – Brother Machete, if you are listening to this episode, I'm certainly going to reach out because, you know, I and even me, I want to get in there and kind of work out and, yeah. you know, get my shit together. And I would like to have one thing that's on my personal bucket list. I would like to have a a sanctioned fight. OK, I can do I can, I can see that. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I, um, So I would just say this, man. Everybody, a lot of people reached out to me with questions and, and concerns. I'm like, listen, dog, everything that's said on here. It don't necessarily mean that I agree with everything that's said on the podcast. It's our show. We can say and do whatever the fuck we want yeah. to. Yeah, but everybody can put present their uh, they thoughts and their beliefs, and I respect all of them. I respect anybody who come in here with a This is a safe place. Lead. It's a very safe place, and I mean, if shit makes sense, it makes sense. Yeah. So And he was spitting a lot of shit that made sense. Hey, I wish y'all could have heard the after-the-show talk. Most of the times... You know, I'm gonna I'm guess y'all guys can probably figure, but we have conversations before we record, and we have conversations after the record. And most of the times, the shit that happen after the mics is off, or do they be off? Man, remember mm. that one time we was in here recording? <laughs> yeah. and I was drunk as fuck off that forty. Vu Drake Clay D. Mayor. Um, it was sure the dad Yeah, it was. I some, said some wild things that night. I got it on record. I, I know it. you do, and yeah. I hope it never, never comes out. Never out. I hope it never comes out. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into the episode, man. What would you do? Okay, um, I like this already Yeah, man um, I got two questions about what would you do One hit social media And I was just so disgusted by it, man I was just so disgusted by this Let's get into uh, the disgusting question first then I was disgusted by some of the people's comments All Okay right, I'm going to read this <clears throat> Let me put my Toastmaster voice on When I, the last time you read out loud? Friday Okay No, Saturday <laughs> Oh, for the wedding <laughs> Yeah All right I got married six months ago. I have a seven-year-old son who was by another man. He takes great care of his son. For Thanksgiving every year, I go to my mom's house. My son's father always meets us there to eat dinner. This year, my husband told me either tell my son's father that he cannot come to dinner or neither my son or myself can go to my mother's for Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know what to do. How can I best handle the situation? Uh, this one hits near and dear to my heart. Uh, For a few different reasons, I didn't ask you this personally for Uh, for a reason. (laughs) I wanted to hear it. I wanted to hear it fresh and new today. Okay, this you know my ex wife. Yes, I do. Lovely young lady. Yeah, just giving a little background about my life. I was legally married for nine years. Me and my ex wife were separated for four years before Mm -hmm. we got like divorced. And during that time, my mother would. I was you know even though we weren't together. Like I was dating, she was dating, living our lives separately. We had separate homes. Like we weren't getting back together. We just hadn't gone through the formalities of getting divorced. And during that time I was dating a woman that I was really into. And my mother was like, no, you can't bring her. Not to Christmas, not to Thanksgiving because you are still married. And she would allow my wife, I mean, she was still legally my wife, to still come to family events, and I felt a certain type of way about that shit because I'm like, mom, this is this my house. Like this, is, this should be home court advantage. If somebody mm-hmm. can't come, it should be her ass. But she didn't. She didn't go for that shit. So what I think about this question myself, I think that nigga is right. It's time for you to tell your husband like, it's a new in town, and you mean and tri- your baby father. Yeah, tell your baby daddy. You you you're an honest woman now. You got married, and it's time for some new traditions. I don't have no problem with this man putting his foot down. It's like some shit's got to change. This is my family now. You the pass. If you want to see your son, you can you can come there and pick him up. Take him to your family's house because that's like that's what me and my ex wife now now do for like Christmas. Mm-hmm. The kids are usually with her like Christmas morning. She'll drop them off over my father's house, and that's what we normally do like our family thing. They open up my gifts, mm-hmm. the gifts from my dad, and my sister, they open up there. And then at the end of the night, I drop everybody off. Everybody's happy. I mean, that's how you co parent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, in our family, you know, we do Christmas breakfast. It's early. And then, I mean, that's over by, you know, noon, 1 o'clock. And you got the rest of the, the whole, everybody family got the rest of the day to go do whatever y'all need to do. with your family? Oh, on, on your, What's your other side of your family? Yeah, anything? yeah. So what disgusted me about this is, one, there's two things. From the female commenters, the very first thing they said, oh, he's insecure. And that's the end all be all. Like when you don't have an answer for something, if, if a man says something that you don't agree with, it's, well, you insecure. Eh, it may, that may not be. No, may, no, that's, that's not like, this is not a one, yeah. one size fits all no, type of answer. He's not a real man or he, you insecure. You're not a Bitches real man. Love but, tell him what's not, what's not a real man. And ain't even grow up in the house with a man. Where your daddy at? The, the first time you tell me about a real man or a real woman, I stop listening to you. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? You was born that genetically and that's what you are Yeah, for real. But I, the issue is this, your husband, regardless of why he doesn't want it to happen, your husband says he had voiced his concern and you struggling, What you, do I want to upset my baby daddy or my husband? It's the end of the discussion about what y'all what, what I'm going to do next, how I'm going to handle the situation. You're going to do what your husband asks you to do and then y'all can talk about it amongst yourselves. But guess what? Why would... Mother thing is, why are you still at Thanksgiving dinner, fam? Y'all not together no more. I understand mm-hmm. that's your son, right? Yeah. You can be with your son. It, you absolutely. Father. absolutely. Why are you at family dinner? Like, I, I get it. One of my my first girlfriend, my high school girlfriend, we was together for like seven years. You know what I'm saying? I'm still really cool with her family. Some of them come into town. They send me a text, blah, blah, blah. We follow each other on social media and everything like that. I don't go over on family occasions. That's that's not my place. That's I, a, it's a boundary that you don't cross. What I'll do, like I'll still go to my ex wife people place to pick up my kids. Yeah, like I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna say what's up to everybody. Shit, I might even grab a plate to go. Yeah, to no, go. Yeah, I'm gonna take some of that sweet potato pie and a plate. All this good shit to leave. But if my, but I'm but not if, I'm not sitting over there watching the Lions game no more on Thanksgiving. But if my ex is there with her with her significant other, like what is my purpose of being here? Like, being a fucking weirdo. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. You know, when you were with somebody for so long, there's relationships and bonds that are that are created. But when you go y'all separate ways, there's a lot of things that end. It's hard to do. It's hard to get rid of traditions and things that you used to do. But those are benefits that come with being together with someone. Yeah, I'm sorry, fam. You can't come to our family dinner anymore. Because now that we're married, we've been married six months, I want to start my own new tradition with my new family because this is now my son. This is my stepson now, right? Yeah, how, I don't like. How do I start my own new tradition when I still got you, yo? Yeah. When I still got your ass just lingering the fuck around. It's not. A, it's not like a go bad, home, Roger. It's not a birthday party. You no. know what I'm saying? Where I expect you to be there. This not even just a regular day. If if you and my mom's are still cool and she asks you to come over on whatever the regular day, great. This this Thanksgiving fam, like this is what I'm supposed to be with my family. You're, You'll be thankful with somebody else, my nigga. Like you want to be with your son, take him. Like we can co-parent, like y'all split up the holidays, whatever. But like, what are you doing, dog? Like, why? Why are you there? That's my question: Is why are you there, and why? Why does the family want you there every year? Like, she, she, mama, ain't want y'all to break up. Like, what? Yeah, it's time to go. And shout out to my old man Ray Cash because he put an a, a end to that shit. So, like this. So, um, your ex-wife has moved on. She didn't got a new relationship and everything, right? Uh, is she married? Uh, she got engaged over the summer Okay, boom yeah. She about to get married Nigga, are you showing up to her mama's house? No Like, how, how how would you Because that's the same situation How would you look like If you showed up to her mama's house I felt like, her new husband there? I felt like once we got divorced Not Like, her family is my family I And to, just to give a little bit more backstory I was with my ex-wife I met her I was 14, 15 years old Yeah And we were together up until like was well, we were legally married up until, like, my early 30s. So, I mean, she's literally been in my life half my fucking life. Yeah. She gave me three beautiful kids. Like, she is family. Mm-hmm. Her family is my family. I love her sisters like they my own. I You know, her sister had kids. Yeah. Those Absolutely. are my nieces and nephews. Right, like, right. So, I mean, that in that aspect, like, yeah, I still support shit. When I got a niece, she's 17, she'll graduate this year. She asked me, she said, Uncle Dane, when it's time to graduate, you coming? Hell, fuck yeah, I'm going to come. Because yeah. I haven't been there since she was in your mama's belly. But when it comes to shit like holidays, I don't need, there's no reason for me to be at Thanksgiving I, I dinner. Just, I just don't there's understand. There's no reason for me to be at Christmas anymore. Why don't you take your son around his other side of his family? Because it seemed like you you just don't, on this side, take your son around. I, regardless of the reason that the husband don't want him there... And it's very possible because a lot of the comments say, well, why did he say this when they were still boyfriend and girlfriend? Well, I don't know how long they was married. They just got married six months ago. And this is something that people don't want to admit. Baby mother or baby father trumps boyfriend or girlfriend. uh, In my opinion, because a baby mother and a baby father is forever. A boyfriend or girlfriend is temporary. You may not be there. However, once I become your husband. It's different when I say, I don't want your child's father over there. There's no reason. We got our new family. What you should do is tell your your, your, your child's father that um, we can split up the days or whatever. We're going to do something a little bit different. I'm married now. This is our first Thanksgiving together as a family, and we want to do this just us. This is our new family. So we're going to do a different tradition or whatever. And then, like, that should be it. And go, and go enjoy your new husband and your new family. I didn't even fucking want to no more. Like... If the relationship was over, not to say that like I like for a point in time, yeah, I probably did have you some miss, ill feelings. You miss people. Yeah, and I was like, nigga, I'm I'm man enough to admit now, like when that shit first ended, I was fucking like I felt a certain type of way. I was bitter about this shit. You know, how the fuck she gonna leave leave boss ass dame? Who like this is the pinnacle. It's only going down from here. <laughs> you know that's what I, that's the type of shit I used to say to her because I was fucking bitter. I didn't know how to get over. Like a man getting over heartbreak is hard, and I didn't understand how to stomach and deal with that shit. But I just didn't want to be around it. Like I just wanted her to be. I'm at the point in my life now. There's no ill feelings. Like be I want happy. her to. I want her to be happy and be in love. Right. When they get married, I'm gonna buy them some shit. If she invite me to the wedding, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna show the fuck up and I'm gonna sit there. And when they get married and kiss the bride, <sighs> look, I don't care. I'm not like my heart isn't there no more. I know, but I don't know. I I, I don't. I'm gonna get. I hope they they better have fucking open bar because I'm gonna get shit faced drunk and I'm gonna dance all night long. My ex asked me if, if 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 I got married, would she invite me? Could I, what I invite her to the wedding? I'm like, no, not because I don't think because we friends now. You know what I'm saying? We check each other for every time to time. But I was like, are you still breathing? All right, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, no, you, this this not this not your location. This not your this not this. It ain't got nothing to do with being insecure or whatever. Because this is the first thing. Well, he insecure. I don't go to my ex stuff no more. Be- Why? I don't have to. I don't want to. But like. But, like, if my ex-wife, when she gets married again, I'll, I'll show up. I don't give a fuck. And I'm going to have a good time. You going to go to her mama's house on Thanksgiving? You yeah, had to pick up a plate and get the babies. Because they, they, they haven't they have, they eaten together. Like, you, you trying to fellowship. Fam, pick your plate up and get out of here. Yeah, that's what I do. You know what I'm saying? Or I, usually, I just call ahead. I talk to her mama. Hey, I want A, B, C, and D. Hey, if you just come up to- Double you, that foil. If you come to get a plate, like, that's perfectly fine. But, like- you are this child's father. You no longer in this family no more. You are in the family no more. You're hit. you hurt this child's family, but all these other people, they're not your family no more, dog. Why don't you let your let this girl go and let us be our own family? Yeah, I'm like this. I think I and, think the problem is sometimes people have a problem with letting go. Like yes. they have a picture in their head on how things were, how shit should be, and that's how I want to keep it. Yeah. That's that's life. Life moves on, and you need to move on too. And and I don't. I'm not staunchly against either position so let's let's just say the husband was perfectly fine with it right mm-hmm. that's fine if you're fine with it that's fine but when your husband of six months voices are concerned your first thing is how should i handle this i don't know if this is the right fit for you fam yeah like six months in you don't know you don't know what to do you should listen to your fucking husband and all the all the all the comments from the females like if he was a real man, or fuck it, get over it. I'm going. Don't t- that. Don't let that man tell you he can't go. to da, da. Like what? What? I could have swore that online that all these women value marriage and they value that commitment and they got all these goals and everything like that. The first time a nigga say something that you don't like is fuck him, get over it. What happened to the goal shit? Like y'all are lying. Yeah, it's goals as long as it's the goals that I want. Like as long as it's the shit that I say, it can be our goals. Like man, they are fucking As long as lying. I can put it in a meme, it's a goal. Yeah, dog. I just, I just don't, I just don't understand it. Dog. You can't be, you can't listen to advice on relationships from people that aren't in your relationship and that are and that are not where you're at. Being in a relationship, boyfriend and girlfriend, is completely different than being husband and wife. Shacking up with Earl is completely different from being married to Earl. And unless you have been there or going through that shit, have been through it. Like now, when you, you say, I've never been married. So, okay. Cool. So but when you let, say it's different, like, what, what's the what's the difference? Because, every, of, because of marriage, you can still get out of that shit. Yeah, you can still get out you of it. It's just a little bit more hurdles. Everything is fucking different. I, what's... I figured once you have a child with this person and y'all, y'all living in the same place together and y'all got a child together, y'all might as well be fucking married. Nah. Nah, because babies fuck up relationships. Because Real quick. Whether y'all married or not, I can still fuck up. Y'all y'all finances are still mixed. Y'all names may be on the mortgage and shit like that. Like, I don't. Nah, man. Once you add. I'll, so let, I, it, let, me, let me say this. Educating. Let me say this first. And let me ring, pull the bell closer and ring it now. I love my children. Let me just put that out there first and foremost the kids will fuck up your relationship i don't care how strong your shit is when some when you have a very miniature sized person or portion of yourself fucking with your sleep fucking with your life and fucking with your finances you'll roll over and look at the motherfucker that you fucked to make this little motherfucker a lot different marriage like a baby will fuck up a relationship it doesn't if your relationship is rocky Having a baby is going to push that shit over Well, you're kinda of making my point for me then. Like the the having a baby, living together, having a baby is it like so what's the difference between living together and having a baby or being married, living together and having a baby? Like when you say it's different. So now, I'm literally educating. Yeah, yeah. Speaking for me, like I moved in with Crystal. When I was like 19 years old, living together was cool because we was just having fun. We was young. We had an apartment. We was making good money working at our job, yeah. traveling, shopping, eating out every night, doing what the fuck we wanted to do. It was fun. Then we then she got pregnant and we had a baby. And it wasn't necessarily as fun no more because- You had to be an adult. Yeah. Real quick. Adulting is whack. But it is. All, all, all it. the way around. I had never- she she comes from a large family. She's got like it's like five of them all together. Yeah. It's just me and my sister. And I'll be perfectly honest, I never had like I never did shit with a child with you're a alleged, baby. Your alleged sister. I do have a sister. I love you to death, Kyle. I said her name. So This is my baby sister. This is my sister. So I had never dealt with a baby in any capacity until I had a son. Never changed a diaper, never burped a baby, never fed a baby. So, I mean, adding on that responsibility – I always say that when I got married, I had to learn how to be a father, a grown man, and a husband all at the same time. I was a father by the time I was 22. I moved out on my own at 19. I was a dad by 22. I was married at 23. So you know what's so funny that you said that in those three things is the reason a lot of people want you to wait have sex after marriage, want you be married before you have sex and have a. I I think I think that's where biblically all that shit come from because they know how difficult it'd be because if you're trying to do all three in a weird ass order, like all right, why don't y'all get together first, see if y'all really want to be together. Y'all get married, get that shit together, now your husband, now you have your child, and then boom boom boom. I think you should do that shit in success in succession because when I look at it for like myself, I jumped off the porch at a really young age. I was in the mix of shit 13 14 years old like i was doing way too much so i didn't have shit to look forward to like we were already living together i didn't have that to look forward to after we got married we had a house before we fucking got married so what after y'all got married like i say this all the time like i'm not gonna love you no more or no less after we sign this piece of paper like my day-to-day life with you how i treat and interact with you is my life like so, after y'all y'all living together, y'all got children, y'all got mortgages and everything like that. After y'all got married, like what changed? The status and the expectations of things change. How she carries herself changed because she's no longer your girlfriend; she is your wife, and people respect. No, no, I, I'm just saying people view and respect that shit differently as as husband and wife as opposed to Jay and. Dana shacking up. Like people just view that shit and treat, Dana. and treat it differently. And people. There's and, not really a Dana. You know, like, I hope not. <laughs> and, and there's just a different flair to it. It's a different prestige so when it's, you go somewhere it's and you And it's also how they view themselves because now she has a girlfriend title isn't necessarily tangible, but saying that I'm your wife, that's fucking tangible. That that, can, that comes with something. I put like this. It comes with some guarantees. A child comes with guarantee. I can get out this marriage. I can't get out this fucking fatherhood or motherhood. Let you me know tell what I'm you saying? something. You can get out of that shit. No matter what you do, you still that child's father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you still respond. You know I'm, what I'm a saying? daddy like, till I die. For sure. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said in relationships, I think the mother. I mean, the boyfriend, girlfriends title to can't get trumped by the baby father, baby mom title because you have a vested interest in this child and what you say in her relationship, you still got some say over this other person relationship until she's married because, and I say some, that don't mean that you can tell her what time she coming in at night or some shit like that but like, the she got to check with you to do some shit because this is your child too. Yeah. But once you in a marriage, she should check with she you. She should. And it depends on your custody, she may not have to. <laughs> True that. <laughs> but like, um, it's just funny, man. I, I guess I view that commitment differently. Once I make that commitment to you, that commitment is to you. And I'm not saying that just because I'm the man, just because I'm the husband, you got to do everything I say. But when I, if my wife has a concern that I don't agree with, I just can't say fuck I get over it. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. I gotta take. I when, gotta take what she says as fact or whatever, and I gotta handle it. As, when you accordingly. are, when you are the husband, when you are the man of your house, there's. My father used to always tell me, and and I kind of equate it to that because I watched my parents be married up until the point when my mother passed. You know, my father was right there with her. And he used to always tell me, I don't do what's popular, I do what's right. Right. You know, when it comes to my house, like he would say, like, this is Cuba, and I'm Castro. Like it's a dictatorship. This shit is not a democracy. Now, when it comes to deal, and that's how he used to deal with me as a, you know, I mean, a young man. But when it comes to dealing with your wife, when it comes to dealing with your with your marriage, you have to be the CEO of your house. One hundred percent. You have to be a competent and capable leader if you expect this woman you to have, follow you. You have to be a you got to be a leader. I mean, in leadership, everybody does not have leadership qualities. No. And just because you're the man does not mean that you're the leader of that household. Yeah. Uh, I guess on paper you should be, but in a real marriage, in a real relationship, you And they're different type of leaders. They take you take you take um take turns leading. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's there are different type of leaders. There are different type of uh, leadership forms. But I think if you are man enough, or, or asking your wife to make this type of decision for her, for your relationship, for things moving forward, something just as small as, you know, not having your baby daddy at Thanksgiving dinner. Our first she- Thanksgiving, we got married six months ago. Our, can, can we start a tradition? Yeah. Can you- we start a tradition? Because I understand it for the last seven years that's been your tradition, but I'm your husband now. Can our, can our new family, because I'm a, I am married you with a son, a seven-year-old son, right? Yeah. the guy is a good father. And it's it's not, I'm beefing with this person, but can we start our own new tradition? Yeah, I don't have no problems with it. Then the the Bible, I don't know the quote exactly, but a man is supposed to cleave on to his wife. Cleave on, tell this nigga that he's not coming to Thanksgiving. The the scripture don't say, baby daddy, cling on to your girlfriend's mama Thanksgiving dinner. So, y'all know what I would do. And I don't want to see your punk ass mama at Thanksgiving either. All right, man. Here's here's the next question. What would you do? All right. You and your wife are pulling up to your mother's house. Take her to the airport. Your wife is in the front seat. You pull up to the home. Should the wife, what would you do? Do you make your wife get in the back seat and your mom get in the front seat? How do you handle that situation? How should that situation play out? I I have a way I think it should play out. How you think it should play out? Uh, what am I driving? A four door car. I don't have no problem with my wife staying in the front seat. I'm gonna open. Up, I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna open up the door for my mama. Mm-hmm. She can get in the back. I'm putting her bags in the trunk, and then we are gonna drive to the airport. Ain't no need to play musical chairs. Okay. I don't have no problem with that. I think people put too much value on the front seat. Okay. Get in the back, mom. I have a way I, w- I would love for this situation to play out. Okay. I
1: uh-huh. would
0: think, but let me also give a, a different scenario. Probably the type of woman I would deal with will probably just get out and get in the back any damn way. Because there's two things at play here What I would love to see. One, I respect my elders. Um, when I'm in the front seat and I, when I'm in the passenger seat and someone gets in there, you may be picking up your auntie, your uncle, whoever, I'm getting out and I'm getting in the back seat. Yeah, I'm making that attempt. You know what I'm saying. Knowing my mother, she was she is going to opt for the back seat. She's going to tell you, stay in the front seat. I would like for my wife to She'll make the pump fake. To make you attempt to just you. we married, so we older. That means my mama is even older. Her legs don't need to be cramped up or whatever. However, the situation is. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the, the respect of the elders piece. I would hope for that. Uh, I don't necessarily know. There's a right or a wrong answer, but there have been some very strong opinions on that. Online. Of course, because it's the internet. Yeah. There's strong opinions all over that. It was like, no, nigga, you married to your your wife and da da da. Hey, I don't. I don't. I just said I know how I would like it to play out. I, I can't say which one is right or wrong, but I would like for her to make the attempt. And knowing my mom, she would say, "No, I'll get in the back." Yeah, I don't think it's shit wrong with with my mom riding in the backseat. I thought this was going to be a harder question than that. Oh. Uh, well, this is the hardest question that we have of the day. Get in the back seat? No. Oh, okay, that's an easy one. It's not a what would you do? It's a life after death. This one <laughs> or this two. Now, I put this in inform- I put this on Facebook, I send a bunch of texts to people, I put it on Instagram and at first it was strong for this one and then this two came came up really, really uh heavy. So I need to know, what are you picking and why? I am going with this two. This two? Yes. Okay. Because this two starts off so strong with notorious thugs, Bone and Biggie. This is unfair. Start that shit off. Well, see, this is not gonna this is not gonna be good. Cause I'm definitely going this number two as well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I, I just figured, cause you don't agree with none of this shit. No nah, man. <laughs> uh, I, I, d- Hey, listen, man. Anyway, continue, continue what you saying, Then I'll, I'll speak after. I'm going with this. T- I'm going with this too, because it was just, it's, it's got so many bangers on fucking this too. Like, so let me make, I'll, this is what I'll do. you nobody. This is what I'll do. I'll make a case for this one. I'm going with this number two. Okay. Uh, Two of my favorite songs on the album are on this one. Uh, Niggas Bleed and I Got a Story to Tell. Oh, like, man. Those are two of my favorite. Ninth grade, Cass Tech, myself, and uh, Lucian, and a guy named Maurice. Every day, ninth grade, Cass Tech, Walk Through the Halls, all three of us, black leather jackets, singing I Got a Story to Tell. That shit is like, was the greatest shit ever, dog. Like... Remember when we find, when we finally found out who was the who victim? Allegedly. Bitch the, I don't know if that's true or not. Come either. on, man. It just makes it so good if it was Anthony Mason. Yeah. Can you imagine Biggie? He's not here to defend himself. He had years to def. He had, well, or he had years to stay quiet about it. Yeah. like and, I mean, because Biggie would been dead a long time before Anthony Mason. Yeah. He could have been, I don't know. I don't, how many singles did we get off of Life After Death, my nigga? Hypnotized, more money, more problems. Sky's the limit. Classics. F and you tonight. Oh man. Um You think R. Kelly was peeing on bitches back then? Yes. Yeah. Cause he peed on Aaliyah first. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh it's so an that, unpopular opinion, but he did. I mean, I don't deny it. Okay. All right, so let me bring it up. Um Notorious BID Drew. Jer- Alright, so uh when you look at this number one hypnotize is on there, Fucking you tonight is on there, last day with the locks is on there. Um, those are like good B side joints, right? But I yes. love the dough with Jay on there and Angela Wimbush. Uh, they I wish there was a video for I love the dough. What's beef? Yeah, more money, more problems. Niggas bleed just like us. I got a story to tell. Now, those is good. I got a story to tell. Ended the first disc too. Yeah, and then I would listen to that. I would flip it over the the tech the tape. Yeah. <laughs> you niggas know what tapes are. I had a okay. CD player back then. It was ninety seven, fam. I was on the bus with a tape player. Okay, I was trying to I was trying to put my Walkman into my pocket, riding <laughs> the Grand River bus. Yeah, but number so track this number one was like commercial, all the way all through all the radio hits and everything like that. Classic. It's great. But in track this number two, this nigga got in this bag, man. Yeah, he did. Grimy, gritty. I think we can go through so Notorious Thugs. Like, you gotta respect Big so much for switching up his flow pattern for that, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause Pac did the joint with Bone Thugs, which is a dope ass song, but Pac kept his regular basic flow. You know what I'm saying? Biggie went the Can we can we go on uh, and say that Biggie like essentially bodied Bone on their own type of style? No, I can't go that far. We never heard Big rap like that. Never. Like, Big shined himself, but Bone was doing that Bone shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But this shit, it made what he did so much better because that's not his lane. You know what I'm saying? That's not what he does. Yeah. And that shit. So we got that. Then we got Missing You. I always skipped over Missing You. I wouldn't, it's kind of sad. That. You know You know what I'm saying? I love Missing You, though. Um, another featuring Little Kim. Story. Yeah. Story, this is this little. This is not a story time, but like my high school girlfriend, right? First time I ever met her, her mama pulled up, that blazing out the car, um, and then she jumped out in this little tight bodysuit. Shit, ninth grade, shit was crazy. Her mama was cold. She still is cold. Uh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you grow now. She ain't no missus. What's her first name? What's her first name? Not saying it out there, um, but. That's what they was they was bumping when they pulled up. And everybody was like, oh, shit, she got a cool mama. Going back to Cali. Nigga. Strictly for the wee, Sticky Green. N-O, T-O, uh-uh, O-U-S. Come on. Like the flow patterns. <laughs> he was in his bag. Ten he crack, was. Ten Crack Commandments? Yeah. Come on, fam. Now. Player Hater. That's the worst song on this album, and it don't fit nothing. You think Player Hater is the worst song on this album? Absolutely. And that's the consensus. I, I found that out today from people making comments and everything. And that's why a lot of people um, pick if this is number one because they said it got kind of weird. Uh, player is definitely the worst song on this album. It's a throwaway. Though. I get that to you. I um, wasn't really feeling Nasty Boy. I like Nasty Boy. Sky's the limit. But today, I've been listening to 21, 22, 23, and 24 all day. The world is filled with pimps and hoes. we are just talking Biggie about those. And Biggie and Too Short on a song together is a marriage. Plain and simple. Peanut butter and jelly all day. I would take a whole album of Biggie and Short. I wouldn't be. You know who makes really good music with people, though? Who? The Weeknd. He does. No, the I'm week- just not into that weird R&B shit, though. Like, I can't. I, can't, I don't listen to full. Uh, weekend albums I listen to his A lot of songs But like him with Gucci Man Is great Him with Future Is great Him with like Every trap artist <laughs> He makes really good music uh, My Downfall With DMC Yeah Come on man Yeah Come on man That shit's so And man. then we got Puffy Ad-Libs at his best At his best Puffy is the king of Ad-Libs Second to Jeezy Jeezy yes. Jeezy's a second But Puffy is the king of Ad-Libs uh, Number 23 Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, boy. Which is definitely a Tupac diss. Um, I don't know if you listen to it. No, it's, it's, it, it is it's a Tupac. It's a very subliminal. No, nah, I want to say subliminal. Yeah, it's kind of direct. He like, never says his name, yeah. but you know who the fuck you talking about. And no about. one ever referenced this, and they never referenced it, but it is clear as day this is a Tupac diss. However, this is possibly, arguably, Biggie, flowing. At his absolute best. This is probably him rhyming at his absolute best. I can take that. You know what I'm saying? Because. I I can't even argue that one. i take that. When I listen to it. Like he get into a pocket. Where you think that rhyme scheme is over. But then he'll just keep going. You know what I'm saying? And then it was one part where every four bars. he would switch it to another ending row. And be rhyming. Like he is just. Like on a technician shit. Like he is cold with this motherfucking pin. Biggie was 24 years old man. Cold with this motherfucking pen. So that means he was 23 possibly when he recorded this shit which is why i don't give these young niggas no pass for putting out garbage ass music nigga nah. Nas was fucking 18 years old when he wrote illmatic man you can't tell me because oh yadi or uzi or whoever the fuck the, 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 the flavor of the week oh they just young kids nigga Nas was 18 when he probably 17 yeah, he probably wrote some of that shit when he was like in the fourteen. You know, you it take you forever to write your first album. You be pulling out my fucking lyrics from sixth grade or some shit. Yeah, Biggie was so fucking like. What what always bothers me is that we ne- I I don't feel like we ever saw the best of Big. Like when I listen to like an album like The Blueprint, like you could like Biggie could have easily shitted on most of them beats on The Blueprint. You could have hear Biggie on Girls, Girls, Girls. Would have made it an incredible song. But as a long kiss goodnight, he was flowing at his absolute like this was like the best I've heard him flow. Now, I've heard him spit before, you know what I'm saying? But like just that he was in the pocket. I yeah. think he was in like this is this is probably prime biggie. Anything he else he did was going to be on this level or worse. I don't not worse. You know what I'm saying? But like it, I don't even think this was the best. This is the best a uh, uh, big that we got, though. I mean, this is his body of work at the time. Yeah, and that's all at the time, and that's all we have to judge it on. But if I look, I say, I think that always say that iron sharpens iron. Yeah, if Big would have still been alive and had Jay Z also pushing him, also had Nas, I tell you the, the, the kiss, the, like all those rappers still kind of pushing and clawing at him, we would have seen something incredible. I tell you, what's the greatest marketing move of all time? Who's the best MCs? Biggie, Jay Z, or Nas? Jay Z is one of the goats now. If not arguably he the wasn't GOAT. then though. Like nigga, wasn't nobody saying you was the nothing, fam. Like you put your name in that bitch and we went with it. Who's the best MC? Biggie, Jay Z and Nine. Nah. No, nah, nigga, at that time maybe niggas was who's the best MC? Ice Cube, Tupac, or uh maybe Biggie. Jay Z was damn near about to flop. Uh when he when he did Hard Knock Life, that completely changed the course of his career and it Man. saved him. I mean Jay was one I, I, album away from being a flop. I hate to say this, dog, because there's no way to prove it except using a little bit of common sense. Um, if Big and Pac ain't. I don't know Jay is, is Jay without. if Big and Pac ain't get out the way, it's hard um, to. It's, yeah, it's, it's unfair it, to say. Yeah, it is. But I, I don't know that if Jay is Jay, is, is this Jay, if Big and Pac was still alive? Uh, I mean, I could hear Biggie rapping over. F- you know, family feud. New York. You know I mean, you we'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know. And then uh you're nobody until somebody kills you. That's like, a great way to end the album. Man. And that's a that's a it's very, like foreshadowing. It's an unfortunate way to And then like your album is called Life After Death and it comes after you die. Shit. The Lord don't make no mistakes, man. Why'd you go to Cali six months after Pac died? Strictly for the weed. Stick. When Biggie, like it's too soon, fam. You know when Biggie died. They I f- know you went to the the the, the 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 war show. Like it's been six months, dog. September to March. It's too soon, dog. You know when they say when Biggie died, what they found in his pocket? What a lighter, some weed, couple robbers. He was just out in Cali trying to have a good time. Twenty three, twenty four years old. He trying to get high, fuck some bitches, go back to the hotel. Should have stayed at home six months dog that shit too soon man you 24 years old you a millionaire you got the hottest album in the country you are the big you are the biggest artist in the country no not yet but he didn't want to go though biggest hip-hop star in 94 i mean no no this is 97 96 97 who's really fucking with big in 96 97 that was before Ready to Die came out. I mean, that was before Life After Death. Like just, Biggie was like, well, he he dropped the debut album. He wasn't the biggest star yet. He still has some hits under his. Bone. In New York City, he's the best. In, best in New York City, but like, but in, in any event, goddamn man, I, you're the flagship artist of the label. This you're the a, face of Bad Boy. Without, um, without, player hater. Which can't grow on you. Like, it's growing on me now. I'm like, I'm used to it. This is a perfect album, though. Like, there's no missteps in this album. There was an article written, I read on Hip Hop DX, I don't know, five, six years ago. And they explained that this album ruined hip hop. It did. This started the million dollar budgets. This started how niggas started formulating their albums. Yeah. I need a West Coast. Yeah, I need a I got party a, song. Yep, yep. I need a, I need. need I need a to club get a R, I need the R&B Crossover joint with R. Kelly. I need that joint. I need my, um, like well, say when Fab dropped this album, I gotta go get Nate Nate Dog because I need yeah. my West Coast album. I need my Down South song. I need my this. They tried to recreate this shit, and they they Could gave never us a, do it. A, a cookie cutter formula that they still using to this day. Oh yeah, but nobody's done it this successfully. No man. I mean that video though for for come on for man. hypnotized man driving <sighs> driving backwards down the freeway. Duh. in Versace. That's that's cold, man. All right, man. That's all we got, man. Uh I You th- didn't do it. Who's whose man's is this? Oh shit. I mean, well, that's all we got for for the topic. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Okay. But um what I do uh wanna do is I wanna do this versus this on some of the some of the other joints. Somebody asked me today what was the best this one or this two on all eyes on me, and I wasn't prepared to answer because I gotta go back and I gotta go back. We got to get that to them next week. I, yeah. I can't. That's not this is not going to be this week. Yeah, but I, I mean we're going to do we're going to do that's that's not even next week. That's going to do in the future. Uh but we're going to do, you know what I'm saying, some more this one first this two joints. And we probably bring in some more hip hop uh uh connoisseurs and taste makers to, to 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 weigh in on those debates as well. That's fair. Before we uh do the benediction, a few things I need to throw out there. Number 1, we had a very heated wrestling debate on twitter this week yep you were fooling me you hey verge my nigga eric and even cheyenne i feel like cheyenne is starting to be a shit starter with these debates because she hit us with one this morning it was very it's relatively easy that was last night too you was kind of late to the we had a whole conversation about it too i, I went to bed early yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't i don't care I went oh, to bed early. oh let me tired. say this let me say this dog. um I accidentally went viral a little bit this week. I saw your tweet had like 40,000 retweets. <laughs> yeah, it went to 80,000 though. And like, um, I don't know. I, don't, I can't take that shit though. Like it reached out 8,000 people and then like 2,082 people reached out to me via a, a direct message or, um, or a retweet or, or something like that. And like my phone would not stop making noise for two and a half days. Like, can you imagine if you are a celebrity and that happened with every single one of your tweets? You have to have no notifications. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm actively on Twitter with like regular people and random people I know in real life. I could not even I couldn't have conversations hug, because your niggas, notifications <laughs> was going in. Like, no, this is this is wow. And then people everybody wants to argue or, or agree or make some sort of comment. I'm like, I'm about to stop retweeting people's shit when it's too many because I'm like, I'm probably ruining somebody's life right now. Uh, So don't accidentally go viral I'm But it does It does lead me into my Whose mans is this Okay Because The reason that that tweet went viral Is because I was speaking about Ben Carson Whose Mans is this So He Hud Cut Six billion billion dollars Would it be my nigga Out the budget And um there was a gentleman asking him, well, where did shit come from, essentially? Did it come from this group? He was like, well, how much? Like, uh, roughly $3 billion. Okay, what about this group? Well, I don't really want to get into it. Like, you don't have an option for you to get into it. Where did it come from? Well, I I don't feel like opening it up and reading it. Like, like listen, fam. You taking $6 billion away. From people who need grants to buy new homes, people who need subsidies for for housing projects and things of that nature. You taking all this motherfucking money away and you too much of a pussy while you sitting in front of a hearing and them asking you. This is the whole point of you being there is for them to ask you about this shit. Right. The congressman, uh, he got he got he got time, fam. He had to relinquish so much time. He he hold you for four minutes. He hold this man for four I saw minutes. It. And that nigga had a perm. <laughs> he had silky hair and a ponytail. He had that. Oh, he's an old man. He got that old man slick back. That's the, I don't know what it could be. Water. You can call it. You can call Hawaiian silky or Jerry curl. Any fancy ass word you want to. I know a wet set when I see it. No, 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 don't do my man like that, dog. But uh, Ben Carson, man, like you took this job, and it, so people were saying he was incompetent. He was unqualified, and I'm and I'm just essentially saying like. No, it's not that he's unqualified. He knows exactly what he's doing, and the reason he knows exactly what he's doing is because he's not saying it because he's ashamed to say it. You don't want to say this shit out loud because you know you look like a fucking fool or a fucking uh, a a, 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 pawn. You know what I'm saying? Because Trump got you doing this shit, and you you laying on to the side. Like I don't want to. I don't want to answer. His body the language was, was just weak as fuck. Like he, he laying he laying there like a, a weak ass silk scarf. That's and, uh, lay laying there like, dog, get me the fuck out of here. Uh, I need to get like, can, can Is this going to stop? Like I can answer the questions how I want to. He was like, well, listen, if you don't know the answer, you just say, you don't know the answer. I understand. But he held his ass for a uh, four minutes and like 23 seconds. Um, it was the best shit I've seen, but who manages this Ben Carson, you can die now. Okay. I'm cool with that. My music pick of the week, man, I'm completely unfamiliar with this artist. His name is Rome fortune, uh, dropped a song called Ten Four. uh, what made me stop and listen to the song is that he recently dropped an EP called Pimp Star Pop Star, and it just looked like some old black exploitation shit when I pulled it up. But the beat, the song is sm- smooth as fuck. It's got like a nice, nice ass bounce to it. I had to kind of Google and YouTube his information to kind of get myself more familiar. But Rome Fortune Ten Four, turn that shit up in your car. You're fucking welcome. Play it at your mama's funeral. Relax. <laughs> Relax, man. <laughs> he just, he just, he just, I'm he just, back, man. He just OD with that. One. Dame Gone wild is back. Uh, shout out to a uh, big crit. Your music pick from a couple weeks ago. His album just dropped this Friday. Yeah. Uh, so go listen to that shit. And I want to give Stalley dropped some new music too. I'm a big fan of Stalley. I do want to give uh, shout out to Representative Al Green. That's who gave um, Ben Carson the business. And I was like, sneaking nigga cooked him with high grits. Yes. Cooked him with them high grits. Yeah. And my man don't look all the way black. He could be like uh, Native American or some shit. He he definitely got a little bit of um Spaniard in his blood somewhere. <laughs> Spaniard <nigga. laughs> yeah, that's where all they came from. That's, okay. native, that's, well, here. that's neither here. here nor there. You know. Uh what's on the horizon, man? We still got the uh, I got my motherfucking birthday coming up next week. Yes, man. Thirty six years of living, if I make it. You a key. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, thank you know, I'm from the west side of Detroit. I'd have made 36 years out here in these streets. I'm still alive for the most part. Ain't never been shot. You all the way alive, fam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Walking yeah. dead in this bitch. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making it, man. I, I know a lot of niggas that didn't make it to see this age. You know, with, with just my life and a lot of shit that was going on, we didn't have a party. But it's going to be some type of celebration. Um, probably some meet up somewhere for drinks. Eat good. Maybe look at some Teddy shake and yeah. just enjoy living and seeing another year. Absolutely. And um, you know what I want to do? I want to have a Monopoly game here in the studio. Oh, man. I want to play the Black Card Revoked right. on record an episode, but I do want to have a Monopoly game here in the studio on this very table. And maybe some of our guests and some of our listeners, you know what I'm saying, they can come in and uh, get their ass whipped in this Monopoly. Let me tell you something. Monopoly, Monopoly is just one of them games that typically doesn't end calmly. Hey man. Shop talk podcast. The belt is over there for a reason and um it's my rules. I'm the banker. Last, <laughs> last time I play last time I played Monopoly is with one of our former guests. When we had uh Keena came through here, mm-hmm. we played Monopoly over I played Monopoly over at her house with her family. It was a pretty fucking intense game. It's always so a lot intense. Of, it's a lot of shit talking by some very smart black women and it, it got ugly. Uh, Monopoly never ends well. Uh, but we still going to do it because... I'm down. <laughs> Black card revoked is a good one. Yeah. And maybe we can play Uno, but not that new age Uno shit because I'm Ain't not no, fucking with that. Fuck Give me them old school cards. Fuck that switch card shit. Switch mm-hmm. hands, fam. That's uh, how you're going to get fired on. Draw two, draw four, skip. That's that's it. I'm, I'm cool with cool. I that. want the old school looking cards. I don't want all these rounded edges. The shit look like Skipbo. I want some cards that look like Uno cards that... Made out of cardboard. I'm I'm with that. I don't I don't I don't like that new age Uno. I'm not fucking with you. Yeah. All right, man. Give out your social media, man. Dame gone wild. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Your boy is back. Uh, Holla at me. I got a lot of terrible opinions and things to say. It is my birthday week. I'm gonna be on one fucking thousand until the beginning of the next year. All righty. And uh, this Jay Johnson three one three on um, Instagram and uh, Twitter and I need y'all to go ahead and follow Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram fam. I'm trying to get them numbers up over there. We trying to we got to we got to feature more Cheyenne on there and maybe right. we get our numbers up. We are going to use you to get to the top baby. Shop Talk Podcast and um I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast but we are Jan Dane. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening.